Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And this is another episode of the Magic Our Way podcast, man. Hey, Danny, how you doing? Oh, I'm frustrated. Why are you frustrated? Why are you frustrated, man? Because we've been having so many tech... We should have been recording like 30, 40 minutes ago, but we're having technical difficulties. Mainly with our speak pipe, I think, right? Speak pipe, attaching more... uh attaching more um more gear and stuff right more <laughs> gear to the to make us sound a little bit cleaner yeah um, sound a little better a little more professional um on facebook and on twitter you could follow us there you can keep up with us on those two social mediums you can tell when we're recording and you could send your questions when we do have when you do have a question you can send it anytime uh, you can tweet it to us you can facebook message it to us or you can even email it directly to us at magic at gmail.com you can also go on to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a rating and a review. So please uh, definitely do that. It keeps us relevant. You know, it keeps us, uh, 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 lets people know exactly what the uh, the listener thinks about our show instead of hearing it straight from our mouths. I know. I think our show is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think but so. But we're kind of biased. Yeah, we're kind of biased. So don't take our word for it, man. T- uh, you know, speak your mind. Uh, give us an iTunes rating or Stitcher rating and review and everything else, and all is good. Also, too, you can leave us a voicemail on our SpeakPipe account. We hope. We hope, yeah. I, I just tried it on my end, and it works pretty good. Danny's having some issues on the and you're actually doing it on a mobile device, aren't you not? Yes, I, I'm doing it on a mobile device. I have a friend who's doing it on a mobile device, and they're just not having any, any luck with it. Yeah, the whole thing with SpeakPipe is that you should be able to use any medium that you attach to the, uh, you know, you attach yourself to the internet to record us a voicemail. So whether it be a laptop or a piece, a desktop or a, a pad or tablet kind of device or even your phone. So um, they're having a little technical difficulty. I just tried it on my laptop and it works just fine. So maybe it might be a, a mobile issue. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what the deal is. But hopefully we can get that going soon. And hopefully we'll get to hear more uh, recordings from our speak from our listeners, man. Um, sometimes, you know, you may wait, like, why do I want to leave a, a voicemail or a speak pipe? Well, you know, sometimes if you're not, uh, uh, up for e- typing a long email or, you know, or a really long tweet, well, you can, you're unlimited in tweets, but anything long that's text based and, you know, have to write it out and spell and all this kind of business, you know, why, why even bother than that? You know, that's just so like last century. So why don't you leave us a speak pipe message? You can, we can hear every inflection from your voice. We can tell exactly what you are meaning. And so with all that being said, there's so much going on in the world that you know, we're definitely just going to go jump right into it. We want to be the platform for everybody to voice their opinion, whether it's good or whether it's bad or just whether it's uh, you know in the middle. Um, but we, we're, we will air, if you leave us a voicemail, we will put it on the show. We will respond in kind. We'll give you a chance to have your own voice. So Hopefully, we, we can become the podcast of the people. <laughs> <laughs> the people's podcast. The people's podcast. You know, kind of like the people's elbow, but different. Yeah. You know, but anyway. So, with that being said, man, let's, it's enough with the jibber-jabber. Let's head on to the queue. All right, man. So, the, one of the only things we're going to... Probably the, the only thing we're going to speak about in the queue is the latest news that has happened... And uh, probably about it within the past week is the whole deal at the Hollywood studios. And if you've been living under a bush or something, you probably haven't heard it. But if you're any kind of Disney fan, I'm sure you've heard this news, whether it be through social media 
or through us now. Maybe this is the first time you're listening to it. And if so, then I'm glad we can bring you the news. But yeah, man, we're talking about the studio's backlot tour in that whole area. It, uh, according, and I'll pull, this, I'll pull this up on allears.net, which Nate, let me try to get <laughs> I pulled this up on allears.net, and they have, if you go search for Backlot Tour in Dizzy's Hollywood Studios, by the way, allears.net, great website for resources on Dizzy traveling and restaurants. They have menus. It's, it's great. There's a, a lady by the name of Deb that runs that thing. And, you know, I don't know her. I've never met her, but I, I really like her site. Very good stuff. But anyway. Uh, when you pull up the Backlot Tour and you search for it, it has an update as of the 19th. It says the studio's Backlot Tour will close Saturday, September 27th. No details have been released as to what will replace this attraction. That's word for word, right from all ears. And she's not the only person that has reported on this. I know, Danny, you had sent me a couple links earlier from like WDW Today uh, or News and all these other website sources yeah um theme park tourists and all that kind of business you know that that we subscribe to um so man what do you think well i i think it, it it's about time <laughs> agree it, it needed to go away a long time ago there was nothing to see except for catastrophe canyon and boy haven't we all seen that already yeah you know i the one part i liked about that is catastrophe canyon i enjoyed that little experience i thought it was really cool I thought it was, you know, every time they told me the fact about, you know, the the, the pumps that shoot the water out right. uh, can shoot a basketball over the top of whatever, what was it, Tower Terror, I think they were saying at one point, or at the top of the Empire State Building, I mm-hmm. think, was it was the key? Well, that was like back when they, I think they had like people, I don't know if the automated spiel does it, because it's been a while since, it, last time I did it, oh, that's they right. had the auto, they'd replace the people. But it used to work, because it was like, oh my God, we accidentally... Um, we accidentally made our way out onto a live movie, movie set and they're shooting this scene and it made sense that you go there. Yeah. Now you just kind of drive around and it's like, and here's catastrophe. In circles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no point of you being there. There's no story to it whatsoever. You just show up, it does its thing and then it resets and then like, okay, cool. Yeah, as of late, there's really no continuity. None. Uh, with, that attract, with that whole attraction, which is unfortunate, you know? It is. I used to really love, like, I, th- I remember they used to have like a tour. What was it a tour van? They used to have like Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Like in front of the entrance and they had the dip machine, you know? Uh, and then they had like a car they didn't had to do and they had a little guy that got dipped or something, you know, a little chalk outline or whatever else. Right. But, you know, as of late, it's been replaced by just a tour bus that's been crashing through. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I let's see, maybe about a year ago, I took the backlight tour. Have you been on it? Uh, have I, I ever been on it? I mean, have you been on it as in its latest configuration? I should yeah, say. but I mean, where you kind of just go through like the, the water tank and then you go out and go on board the tram and you just kind of mill around go through the costume shop and then you go through um, catastrophe Canyon and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I have, but it's been so long ago. I mean, to sit here and tell you that I could remember, I mean, I, I just remember noticing, wow, there's not a whole lot to see on this, on this tour. Right, right, right. Um, so a- anyway, do, do you, have you ever been on it? And when it was in full force, the in, like the entire attraction, um, where they had, you know, you had, you had the, the water tank and the, um, you walk through the different sound stages and you did the, uh, when they had the full residential street thing happening and, um, catastrophe Canyon actually had a story like you referenced earlier when they had like an actual person giving the, the spiel, the tour spiel. Did you ever go back on, on that attraction a long time ago? 
Uh, I did uh, when they had the person doing the spiel, but I, I really don't remember it as well. Like I remember it more in its in its better stage, right. if, if there's a way to put it. I mean, right. I remember it when it was nicer. Yeah. I, do that. you remember when uh, they used to do the the? Um, I feel like Chris Farley now on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that time that uh, you know we you rode the Bumblebee and they put you in blue screen? <laughs> yeah, that, that was that, really that, awesome. That, that was cool. That was, that was pretty <laughs> awesome. So uh, anyway, but. I, well, do you remember that the, the the bumblebee thing? Yes, well, you were in the back of the bumblebee, yeah. and it was like, um, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids." Yeah, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids," and they showed you a whole idea about green screen and that kind of business. Um, it was a long attraction, you know. It was pretty much, uh, I guess, what you would consider a crowd gobbler by today's standards, um, because you, once you got into there and got into the attraction, man, you had you were stuck there for at least an hour. Oh, yeah. Back in its heyday. It was great. You know, you got to walk through different sound stages. They had different um, 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 TV clips and stuff that you could watch. You know, it's showing how they uh, did the this, the uh, recording, the, the, the different shows. You saw different sets, you know, for like the Mickey Mouse Club. The, 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 uh, I think in the 90s, they used to record down at the studios. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, and also they had that little Bette Midler movie, you know. The lottery, where she oh, won the lottery, God, she's yeah. teaching piano lessons, and she's chasing the winning ticket all around town. Yeah. And then a bird gets it, and she wins. And then you got to see all those props and everything. You got to go <laughs> through the prop warehouse. Man, I, I'm going to definitely miss that attraction. And I it, am In its heyday. As of late, it was kind of, it was a little weak sauce, I must say. You know, it kind of lacked its point. So I'm kind of glad that it's going away. You know, I am too. I, I, I'm, I'm glad it's going away as well. But again, at the same time, there's that part of me that it grieves for what the studios have become. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. and that and that's part of um, that's it's part of uh, what ends up happening here is that um, what you end up having is something that's kind of lost its identity, kind of right. like Epcot. It's it's no longer a, a working movie studio, right? Um, it, and again, I, we talked about this last time with regards to Epcot. It's like if you're gonna do this, I kind of just rather you do it across the board, right? You know, why is Indiana Jones still around now? You know, <laughs> why is Lights Motor Action? I mean, if you're getting rid of one by one these attractions that make you feel like you're on a working movie set, yeah, then what's the point? I mean, we know where we're going with this. So. Now, I love Indiana Jones. Really? I'm a big fan. Well, no, no, no. I'm just the, the, the property itself. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, necessarily yeah, the stunt show. You know, I, I, I've done the stunt show. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a bunch of times. Now, granted, you know, if, I, if one of my daughters were to see Indiana Jones movie, and I'm sure they're going to do that eventually, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure they'd probably get a kick out of the whole stunt show thing. You know, seeing how the ball, they did the whole ball thing and the whole uh, airplane fight scene with the German mechanic and all that kind of business. Right. Because I remember when I was little, I thought that was just the coolest thing. Yeah. You know, uh, the whole stuntman thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, nowadays I wouldn't mind having something else. Indiana Jones wise. Now that, especially now that Disney owns it. Right. You know, give me something different. It doesn't have to be what they have at Disneyland. Now mm-hmm. uh, let's leave the Disneyland one alone. And actually that'll be a topic we'll discuss in the hub. But I wouldn't mind a different Indiana Jones type attraction. You know, whether it be it, maybe, maybe it's a slow ride, you know, who knows? Or maybe it's like a dinosaur mm-hmm. ride system, kind of like a Disneyland, but a totally different story. I mean, yeah, they had different stories for Indiana Jones. Yeah. I mean, not counting the fourth one. The fourth <laughs> one was okay. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I'm trying to be nice, but I can't, I really can't give it any props. No. You know, but it was, it was the only thing cool about the fourth one was the fact that I was able in my age now go to the movies and actually see an Indiana Jones movie. But 
No, Grant, what am I talking about? I got to see it when I was little. I got to see Last Crusade when I was little. Mm-hmm. And that was really killer. Last Crusade was great. Last Perfect was note great. to go out on. I don't know why they needed to. Well, I think, like I said, I think a lot of people were saying they're trying to pass the buck on to, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the dude that played this, this? I guess his found son. Oh, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, God, yeah. no. Yeah. No. I think they're trying to pass that off, but I mean, I don't know. Shia LaBeouf, I mean, no. Yeah, he sucks, but aliens. <laughs> he was going after aliens that entire time. Oh, yeah. And he met aliens. I mean, come yeah. on. The effects were cool. Yeah. I dig that whole thing with the pyramid and the spaceship taking off. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, aliens. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I can buy I can buy in Temple of Doom, the Kali tribe. You know, here's an aside. Out of all the ones, all the three, let's, let's, get, let's not count the fourth one. All right. So out of the three Indiana Jones movies that were released when we were younger, which one do you think wasn't as good? Temple of Doom. Why? No, because it didn't have a, a, as good of a... Um of a plot device. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing we're like, oh my God, they're going after the Ark, the Ark of the Covenant. Right. They're going after the, um, the Holy Grail. They're going no, after I'm a actually glad rocks. that you said Temple of Doom because a lot of people have said Temple of Doom. Uh, yeah. And I'm curious to know why because I, I enjoy Temple of Doom. But it, so, okay, so not as strong a plot point as like the other ones. Right. Um, what was the plot point anyway? Oh, they're, the, the whole, the, the return of the, Kali people, whatever. The, That's exactly the it. Tri- the, the, the cult, the, um, the cult people that were coming back, the, the supposedly the British banished out of the country of India. Yes. Kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I guess I can kind of see. It was kind of weird. It was. It, 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 it had a lot to do with magic. And, and granted, there's always been that element of like an Ark of the Covenant, like the spiritual forces release that melts their faces. Yeah. Um, magic rocks and guys pulling out hearts that are still beating and stuff like that i mean that that was cool (laughs) i mean come on i mean don't get me wrong it was scary but i mean in the sense of uh i remember as a kid just being completely freaked out by that but um cover your heart cover your heart heart, dr jones did you know that that actually was a prequel was it yes indiana jones and temple of doom was actually a prequel to raiders of the lost Ark. i had no idea yeah i would have never thought that go look at the beginning of it where they give you the date and everything like that go look it up really yeah indiana okay. jones and temple of doom was actually a prequel well see you know that leads me to my point about temple of dooms like i liked it only because it was like okay so indiana jones is, is going after all these religious artifacts kind of a thing right right um but surely he does other stuff and that's what I thought was really cool because you, you see a taste of the other stuff like in the beginning of the movies. Well, I guess the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? He's chasing after that little idol thing, you know, when he's going yeah. up against his competitor. So that has nothing to do with like you know, Christianity and all that kind of stuff, right. magic business. Um, so I kind of like enjoyed Temple of Doom because, you know, he, he's an he's a archaeologist, I guess, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, but he, would, he wouldn't just go after religious relics. You know, he would go after other stuff, too, um, when when faced with it, I guess. I forgot what he was going, what he was doing in the, the Chinese club um, when he met the singer. Do you remember what the whole, that whole deal was? Yeah, he was giving, he, he was going to... Um, he was given some kind he, of... He was giving them something that they found. Gangsters, yeah. And um, then they, in turn, poisoned him and the, uh, what you call it, in order... He, would, he wasn't going to hand it over or something like that, and then he had to give him the... the he wanted the antidote, the antidote yeah, right? Yeah, and that's when the whole, the whole club scene ensued, which exactly. was great. I love that. Oh, yeah. You know, especially when he shoots the gong, the Tommy gun, the gong, that was pretty killer. <laughs> um, but anyway, I like to see the indie doing something else. 
You know, it's like all of a sudden he gets roped into this thing because of the people they lost their stones. Mm-hmm. So he gets into this whole business. I just thought that was just the coolest thing about that movie was that, okay, other than chasing down you know, Christian Christian type stuff, he's chasing down like other things. He, he does, it's, it's, I guess it's a glimpse into his other art, architect, architectural, mm-hmm. archaeological life. Right. Um, so that's why I dug it. I thought it was cool. But I'm just, you know, I, I guess, I don't know. If I had to pick one that was the weakest, I guess I, that would be have to be it because it was so different. So wait, you disagree, but you agree. Yeah, I mean, because out of the three, well, if I had to pick out of the four, I'm going to pick the fourth. But if I had to pick out of the three, I guess I'd have to pick the second one. Only because, you know, I'm not going to, you know, Last Crusade, you know, Sean Connery. I mean, come on. <laughs> that was just freaking brilliant. That was just awesome. Oh, yeah. And the course. fact that his dad and Marcus Brody were like fraternity brothers and stuff. And yeah. They did that whole thing in the tank, you know, mm-hmm. when, they, when they were, uh, what it was, it? They, were, they were in the middle of like strife. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're trying to rescue, but, you know, they're sitting there doing this fraternity thing because they hadn't seen each other. Instead of freaking getting out, you know, had they not, here's the thing, had they not done the, frater- and I'm going on a total off tangent here on Indiana Jones, but that's what we do in the queue. Cause that's, <laughs> you know, when we're waiting in line, going through the switchbacks, we just talk about whatever. But that's the only thing. Like if they hadn't done that dang fraternity thing, they could have gotten out of the tank. That is true. But no, the little German dude caught him while he, after they finished. And so they were stuck in the tank forever, you know? And so of course the son has to come and rescue him and everything else. Well, he did get lost in his own museum. This is true. This is Marcus. But, but you know, Do, you know, father Jones had a uh, father. I don't know if, what to call him, but you know, Henry, <laughs> the, old, the elder Henry Jones, yeah. you know, I, I think had more sense. Granted, mm-hmm. he was a little slower, a little older, but still, I mean, you know, save the fraternity stuff till after you're done the rescue. <laughs> no, I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, you're in the middle of the moment. You're feeling it. You, you see your buddy you ain't seen in a while. Yeah, you see your fraternity brother you hadn't seen in a while. I guess that you just go into your thing. But bringing it back. Yeah, uh, let's, bring it, let's bring it back. Because I could talk about <laughs> We could do a whole show in Indiana Jones because I freaking love that franchise. Man. Yeah. Just I, awesome. I do too. But boy, did they screw up that last one. Oh, but let me, let me just. I'm sorry. I don't mean to delay your return. But Romancing the Stone. Because mm-hmm. I remember that was like Indy's competitor, so to speak. With uh-huh. like Kirk, uh, with uh, Douglas. What's Michael Douglas? Yeah. And um, what's her favorite? I forgot her name. The, the Kathleen actress. Turner. Kathleen T- uh, Turner, yes. Did you like those movies too? Yeah, I did. And Danny DeVito. I forgot I, about them. I, I did. I very much did enjoy I those I thought those movies. were cool too. Yeah. I mean, even though it was like a competitor to India, I thought those movies were excellently made as well. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, all right, go ahead and bring it back, man, because I could go on about indie forever. Well, what I was going to say is that there's been a longstanding rumor that in addition to, you know, um, this Hollywood backlot tour closing. Yeah. And uh, we know what we, we're hearing is going to go back there, yeah. right? Do, do you want to get into that part of the story? Um, uh, well, you might you might know a little bit more about it than me, but the whole Pixar thing, is that we talk about the Pixar? The, the yeah, they're going to be Pixar. expanding Pixar. Because um, I'd seen the article you're talking about, and they had like the pictures and stuff, but it's like, yeah, I've seen that before as far as rumors, so I wasn't sure if that... And, you know, and all you said that nothing has officially been said, but... Um, well, right. Well, nothing was said officially about yeah. Norway until very recently. Yeah, uh, they're not going to confirm it until they're actually going to start doing it. But, I mean, Jim Hill was, was talking about it. And yeah. um, I, I kind of felt like he did a good job with that as well mm-hmm. and, and framing it, how, how they're going to go ahead and do it. Um, by expanding Pixar, at least Indiana Jones is going to be safe, so you, that should be that should make you happy. Right. But that... Um, ish. Ish. I'll say ish. Happy-ish. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be happy with another indie thing. Well, once you get your new indie. But, yeah. Okay, I think where I'm, I'm trying to go with this, though, is that, that the studios might be getting a name change. 
You think? Yes. That's that's the rumor going around. You haven't heard that? No, I haven't heard this one. This is new to me. Okay. The rumor going around is that Hollywood Studios is no longer going to be known as Hollywood Studios. What are they going to call it? Well, they haven't announced that yet. What would it be, though? What would be the whole premise? I don't know. Like, I, you remember we did that Disney's America show? Yeah. All I can think of is, like, Disney's Hollywood. You know, that's all I can think of. Because, I mean, it's not a studio anymore. I mean, so it's th- not Disney's California Adventure. Mm, no. It would be Disney's Hollywood. Disney's Hollywood. That's, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got something better? Disney's Hollywood. Well, let me think about this for a second. And listeners, you think about this too. <laughs> so we're talking about a full land based around Disney's experience of Hollywood. Well, th- okay. Let, let's, let's extrapolate now. Okay, All right, go think, for it. think about what they're saying is going to happen. Okay. All right. They're saying that you're going to lose a great movie ride, right? Okay, lose a great... Mo- oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Aw. All right, man. So let's get into some speculation here. What's going to go into this place that they're going to evacuate? Backlight tour. So from WDW News Today, this is WDWNT.com. Uh, one of the news sources have leaked this whole... Well, not leaked. I guess I have referenced this whole thing about Backlight Studios going bye-bye. Uh, they said likely, and I quote, likely coming to the park are some of the small flat rides... Developed for Toy Story Playland at Disneyland Resort Paris and Toy Story Land and Hong Kong Disneyland, including RC Racer, Slinky Dog Zigzag Spin, and Toy Soldier Parachute Drop. Excuse me. The attractions possibly on the chopping block take up much more room than these small rides would, so chances are the remaining space would be used for Cars or Monsters, Inc. attractions. Pixar Play is coming soon. I know with uh, just by them mentioning those little small flat rides, those little carnival rides, I know my kids will love it mm-hmm. um, just because it's there. Um, maybe, okay, you know how Mater's Junkyard Jamboree thing mm-hmm. that they have? Maybe use that ride system but theme it to something else. I'm just kind of blue sky imagineering here. What else would you ride that would spin you around? It's it's Pixar related. Pixar related. Bugs Life. You know, I could ride. What's his name? Um, um, what's well, the caterpillar? Oh, uh, Heinrich. Heinrich. Heimlich. Heimlich. That's yeah. okay. But I, I, you know what? I read that. Oh, I rode that over in Disneyland. It's not that good. What Heimlich? Yeah. Oh, but no. I mean, like, make it the better. Choo choo train. Oh no, not that one. No, no. make it better. Yeah, the, I saw the choo choo train. We didn't even go on it. Yeah, but like the tractors are still Pixar. Why wouldn't you just keep the tractors? Because the ta- tractors are at Disneyland. Do you want to? I mean, you want to copy a lot of Disneyland? But you're just talking about. Well, uh, no, I don't want to copy it. But I mean, if it's the exact same ride system, mm-hmm. eh? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Does so. it really matter what it's themed after at that point? I guess to the kids, it doesn't really matter. I know. I'm, for me, I'm just, and this goes into something we're gonna talk in the hub. But for me, it's just like you know, I, I don't want to copy anything that Disneyland has because I like what Disneyland's doing over there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan, so I want to keep that intact as much as possible, mm. you know, and not have to double everything on the West Coast, you know? Well, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, a double, yeah, double everything from the West Coast, sorry, on the East Coast. I, I, I do. I agree with that, but I also like the idea of including in things that um, you wouldn't get anywhere. Like, it, if, 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 it, if this is what makes it easier for them to do it, to yeah. bring it over here, to just, you know, copy an existing ride yeah. system, I'm totally cool with that. Like, I mean, sure, who wouldn't want to see them do uh, the long-rumored Monsters, Inc. coaster? Right. And, and put that back over there. That'd be great. Yeah. But um, Now, you know, I do agree. I, the chances of me making it to Hong Kong or Paris at this moment in time are pretty slim. 
Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't mind them doubling, or even Shanghai. I don't know what they're doing for Shanghai. That hasn't been anything much, much not much has been released about that. But I wouldn't mind something along that, uh, uh, those lines, something along those lines. Right. You know, because, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say what I think I'm trying to say here, though, is that, okay, all their energy right now is being put into developing attractions that are, as as far as we know right now, yeah. exclusive to um, Walt Disney World. Right. Avatar Land. Yeah, Star Wars Land. Right. I mean, don't you think it kind of stretch a little thin if they can? If they need to put like a little familiar rinky-dink little attract. I mean, Star Wars Land is going to be what grabs you. Yeah. Over in the studios. Yeah. You don't think it's a little greedy to be like, hey, lazy guys, <laughs> um, reimagine something new for me that spins around in the same way that it spins around in, in the other parks. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know, and my kids would probably really dig it because uh, I don't know. Like I said, as of right now, I don't know if we'll make it over there anytime soon for them to actually experience it themselves firsthand so right. if it were to come to the united states i wouldn't mind that mm-hmm. you know now i wouldn't mind some kind of pixar attraction that's tailored to um the journey into the center of the earth that ride system right it's like semi coasters dark ride kind of a thing i think that would be really neat oh absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah i agree and i also wouldn't mind some kind of ride system that utilizes like the small world like they do like um what's that uh, the arabian nights thing out, mm-hmm. out in Disney, tokyo disneyland and small world right because when's the last time they've done a slow moving boat ride kind of a thing <sighs> it's been a while that would be neat to do but then what would you do that's the only thing well isn't that what avatar land's doing is, is that what they're doing? Well, and that would... Spo- oh, I mean, that's true. You're right. You're right. They are. Depending upon the rumors that you hear, it might or might not be coming with phase one. If there is more than phase one and, and there is a phase two that goes along with yeah. it. Um, but they're supposed to be doing something like that. I guess my point is, you know, you have other ride systems that you have not reutilized. I agree. Rides. Like the Peter Pan thing, that the whole suspended thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Bugs Life, man. Let's ride an ant or something. <laughs> you know, a flying ant or even uh, Heimlich. Let's ride a Heimlich. Let's ride Heimlich? Yeah. I mean, it, it'd be a kiddie ride, but, you know, maybe it'd still be kind of cool. Or maybe something better. You know, I'm not can, an Imagineer. Can I tell you? What? That was what uh, they were going to do with Beastly Kingdom. Really? That, that, that Escape from the Dragon roller coaster that we talked about in that uh, earlier show uh, was going to be a thing where you're going to be... The bats were going to be like... Uh, they were going to be holding on to you, and you were, you were going to be riding in this car that was going to be suspended by this their feet. I can't remember what the car was themed to be, but and and you would be whisked through the castle as you went to try and steal the dragon's treasure or whatever it was that you did. But that was also going to be a suspended roller coaster. Oh, that would have been really neat. Yeah, well, Beastly Kingdom would have been great as a whole if they would have made it, but they screwed that up. Why don't they do Beastly Kingdom? I think that'd be awesome. Because they love James Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to look for that Beastly Kingdom episode, that's M.O.W. number 21. That was Mm -hmm. way back in the day. Oh, God, yeah. So if you want to check out, we did a whole thing about Beastly Kingdom versus Dineland versus Camp Mini Mickey at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So Mm -hmm. if you want to listen to our discussion on that, man, go back and check that out because that was really, 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 really cool. Mm -hmm. And if you also want to check out the whole thing about um, Disney's America, we did that for our July 4th show on on December 13th. M.O.W. number 19. Holy Moses, dude. That was way back then. Yeah. About a year ago. But I mean, that was like our 19th show where we talked about Disney's America. So if you want to check out either one of those that we've mentioned, by all means, go for it. It's still up. It's still there. Still great. But have you have you thought up anything new as far as the name goes for the Hollywood Studios? What would you call it? 
Yeah, if, if you had to, uh, if you had to rebrand it, I mean, like I said, Disney's Hollywood is just the first thing that popped in my head because that's what it is now. Now, okay, if you get in, you get in a big old expansion, like you follow yeah. this logically through, right? You get in a big old expansion dedicated to Pixar, right? You get in a big old expansion dedicated to uh, Star Wars, right? You've got um, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror that's going to be staying, Rock and Roller Coaster is going to be staying, Indy's going to be in there, right? It, it seems to be a celebration of movies. So like 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 the 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 movie land experience. <laughs> okay. Of course I'm referencing the Holy Land experience that used to be around. <laughs> so listeners, would you rather it be called instead of Hollywood Studios the Movie Land Experience? Disney's Movie Land Experience. There you go. I know what would you do you have a name Disney's in mind? Movie Land Adventure. Disney's movies. <laughs> well, we're going to have a Oh no, Animal Kingdom. We have California Adventure. Mhm. Disney's uh Movie ecosystem. <laughs> Disney's movie bubble. Movie ecosystem. The D- Disney's movie club. <laughs> you know? You get a discount if you bring in uh, like a Disney Blu-ray DVD you get like, digital copy release. You get like five free DVDs and then after that it's like seven ninety nine per yeah, DVD. You get some points. Exactly. Yeah. Just that's it. Um, I don't know. Listeners, if you have a name for this new... To replace Disney's Hollywood Studios that goes around the theme of what's going in there, by all means, send it in. We'd love to read some of these and see what you think. Um, but I'm at a loss right now. I don't know. I don't know what they call it. It'd have to be something to do with Hollywood, I guess. All right. It'd have to be with Hollywood. It has to do with movies. It'd have to do with entertainment in general. Disney's Hollywood. That's what I said. Disney's Hollywood. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? Disney's Hollywood theme park. Disney, it'd be just DH. DH. Instead of DHS. You know, it, there you go. Or Movie Max. <laughs> like Betamax. <laughs> IMAX. I don't know. All right. I, I'm, all right. So that's enough of that. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you can edit that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. I think I'll leave that in because that's just cool. All right. But anyway, all right. So if you have any thoughts upon this whole Disney backlot tour Hollywood experience named park, by all means, let us know. All I know is they, need, they do need to fix their entranceways into the parking. Because if you're coming from 192, you have an entrance, which mm-hmm. is usually not crowded. Because everybody that's coming from property is coming through that back entrance, which is if you're coming from one direction, it's a left turn into a two-lane toll booth that gets you into the parking lot. Okay. A little congested. Yeah. Uh, like when I uh, say that sarcastically, it's very much congested <laughs> on, on certain days, you know, or okay. certain times, you know? So they, if anything, they, you know, great, fix the name, replace it. But by all means, please fix the infrastructure of that. I'll be very happy. And I'm sure a lot of Disney fans would be happy with that. There surely has got to be a better way to do that, you know? And those that have gone to Disney Hollywood Studios recently and have come from on property and not from 182, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> So anyway, let's head on to the hub. All right. So on the hub today, we're going to just speak a little bit about the whole Maelstrom Frozen thing. We kind of talked about this on the last show, but we want to kind of address things now from like a Disney fan standpoint. You know, we uh, I listened to, you know, one of my favorite podcasters, a guy that I've been listening to since, I guess, 2005 when he started everything. And so does that really narrow things down? Not really, because there are a lot of guys that started back in 2005. So I'm okay here. I'm not going to mention any names just to protect the innocent, (laughs) so to speak. But 
I don't want to necessarily treat this as like a response to things that he said on his particular podcast or whatever else, but I just want to kind of give our opinions on it um, uh, because that's why I got a podcast because I want to be able to speak it. Um, but anyway, we're talking about, uh, uh, well, I can't really say what we're talking about. We're talking about the whole Disney versus <laughs> Maelstrom thing and people's reaction to it. You know, this particular podcaster, you know, he, I guess he wasn't really appreciative of the, the negative the, the harshly negative things that people were saying about the whole frozen over maelstrom kind of a thing you know is, is that a good way to put it without revealing anything major yeah he he, he was uh he was overly critical of people who uh were critical about it <laughs> yeah who did not care for disney's decision on the matter yeah so um you know, and he, he tends to be very positive and everything else. And again, I'm not naming, I'm not giving anything away because there's a bunch of podcasts that may, like to maintain a very positive uh, type of atmosphere on the show. We, I mean, how would you characterize the show? I, I mean, we're for the most part positive, but we like to entertain different thoughts. We're not opposed to critical thinking, so to speak. You know, no, we cr- we critique when when the time's right. Yeah, we critique because it's something that we love, something that we grew up with, because we have a voice. I, I've said many times over that I think Avatar Land is a horrible idea. Yeah, and he's a big he's not a big and he's a big fan of Toy Story Mania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. if you if you're a fan of the show, you know Danny is not a big fan of Toy Story Mania. But here's the thing, and I think this is where you're going with with what you're talking about yes. with this individual is that I've always maintained that I think whatever um whatever the imagineers do with avatar land yeah. i'm sure it's going to be spectacular it's going to be great yeah i'm just questioning the decision making skills that this is the best fit right that this was this was the best choice to go with yeah that i am permitted to question yeah that's part of being a fan that's why you have fan forums yeah i mean it would be pretty boring if we all shared the same opinion and said well they just know what they're doing yeah. So let's just trust in what they're doing. And I think that's kind of where you're going with this. And yeah. that's, I'll, I'll help you out and get in there. So that's my yeah. two cents. Guess. And I, I admire this particular podcaster because he would just went out and put it out in flat, front street of uh, his particular views on this whole frozen maelstrom thing. And, and, and I'm very appreciative for doing that. Um, but which his views, which we both agreed with, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. We agreed totally with his views. You know, it may be in the manner in which he presented it, just kind of kind of rubbed me a wrong way just a little bit, but that's why I'm here to kind of discuss things. Um, um, we're not going to dismiss uh, everybody's opinions, whether it's good or not. Now, granted, even on the show, he says that, you know, if you have a different opinion, please write in everything else. Uh, we're going to actually air it. If you have a dissenting opinion regarding this whole frozen maelstrom thing, we're going to air it. We'll give you a chance to speak your mind, say where you don't have to leave any names, on Speakpipe, you don't. You can. You have the option of leaving your name. You have the option of leaving your email address. You don't have to do any of that. You could be like Mister Anonymous and be another Mister Anonymous, and, <laughs> and 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 leave your thoughts upon that. But we, you know, we want to be able to hear that. And if we disagree with you, we'll tell you we disagree with you. Yeah, and, if and then if you're still like, no, those guys don't know what they're talking about, we'll have you on. We'll Skype you in, and we will debate it on air. Yeah, or we can go back and forth on Speakpipe. It's no big deal. But we we're we're not afraid to let people. Um, speak their mind in that respect, and yeah. and 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 in in that choice, um, you know, not to say that he doesn't allow them to speak their mind, but you know, he, he he likes to maintain a positive atmosphere. I respect that; that's fine. Me, I like to examine both sides of the coin before making a decision, kind of thing, you know. And uh, you know, for the most part, we keep a pretty positive uh, atmosphere on the show, but we do like to entertain the maybe not so positive. Like, what are people thinking? What are what are they saying? With that note. 
Um, you know, there, there has been a lot of things said as far as, you know, Frozen um, and the, the monetary thing about, you know, what, what's going to bring Disney the most money. And from a business standpoint, I could totally see Frozen's going to give them the best money. I, like I said on a past show, I, guarantee, I give them props for, saying, for not waiting years to do something with this franchise like they did with Little Mermaid. Now, granted, with Little Mermaid, when they built it, they found out that that franchise stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So after, even after all these years, The Little Mermaid is still a very special movie to a lot of youngsters. Mm-hmm. So to, for them to build something now based upon it, it's not that bad. Frozen does not have that track record yet. Right. So I'm not sure. You know, even with the sequels and stuff like that, I'm not sure what kind of track record. I mean, the only way to do it is just sit and wait. You know, I, I you know, granted, we, we want new things to happen now. But I'm not afraid also to wait to make sure that this is the best decision that we have to go with to spend our, even from business to spend our money with, you know, mm-hmm. what if, you know, people start to suffer from what you coined frozen fatigue. Oh God. You know, if they suffer from frozen fatigue, you know, kind of like with American Idol, American Idol was a big thing as of late, not so much, right? you know, compared to Little Mermaid, I don't think anybody has Little Mermaid fatigue. You know what I mean? No. I don't think anybody, you know, they may take a break from it, but they'll go back and say, oh, that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I remember those times. The adults will think, oh, man, I remember when I first saw that. For me, first time I saw it, I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, for my, 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 my daughters, first time they saw it was maybe like, you know, like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely loved it. Fell in love with Ariel. Fell in love with the, the dog, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> Did not like Ursula, was very scared of Ursula, which is just a very good story telling, very good Disney thing. Now, will Frozen do the same thing? I don't know. You know, I, th- I might have gotten off point, but I'm making another <laughs> point. You know, I'm making another point, the whole Frozen Maelstrom thing. Um, like we've mentioned on the last show, I don't mind the Frozen thing going into Norway, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind keeping Maelstrom and redoing it. You know, there is room back there to do something in addition to that. Now, granted, business sense tells you we have an existing structure. Let's just use it and revamp it. You know, creativity, blue sky from me, the Disney side, Walt, Walt Disney side says, no, let's do something in addition. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like what we talk. You can reference our last show, show 52 uh, when it comes out. And you can check that when we talk about the whole frozen versus maelstrom kind of thing. Um but anyway, so that that's kind of my, my, you know, I, I just kind of went on a little bit about it, but I just, you know, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, the point being is that you're not wrong. Right. There is no right and wrong when you're discussing this. When someone tells you, you can't argue the point that this is like this and this is like that. Generally, they're trying to frame the argument in the way that they think the argument is about. Right. And right. That doesn't mean that that's what it's about to you. We're not saying that this couldn't be good. We're not saying that this couldn't be great. We're just saying as fans, people who part of part of what we do, part of the reason why we do what we do is because we love the idea of, of being surprised. Right. We love the idea of thinking about what's to come. Right. And if we look at something and we and, and granted, I mean as much as we like the Imagineers, as much as we know they can do a wonderful job back over there, we've seen things. Right. We've seen things, man. <laughs> we can't sit here and say <laughs> necessarily that just because the Imagineers are involved and new attractions coming, yeah. it's going to be something great. Mission Space, I'm sorry. 
I, I can get on there waiting about what five minutes yeah uh, you know like is, on a yeah. not in the summer uh, i'm not sure what it's like anywhere else uh, i think an, an argument was used to discredit horizons where like well horizons didn't have five hour lines well neither does mission space i mean it wasn't a worthy successor uh, I, I bet you if horizons was still around and this is something that the, the podcaster had talked about but if horizons was still around it, you probably see some good weights uh, nowadays because uh, you know I think about this. It's it, I see Horizons as kind of like a Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. When a Kevin when Clerks first came out in the box office, it wasn't really great, but all of a sudden it found its underground audience. Yes, and it, it became the mo- one of the most popular movies that Kevin Smith has ever released. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Clerks so much so they re- released clerks too mm-hmm. had horizons came around you know with us getting older and everything else we remember horizons from our childhood mm-hmm. and that's going to get to another point that i'm gonna say in just a second but you know i think that would have found its underground audience yeah you know especially with who uh, you know you go to mesaveritytimes.com and one of them has sadly passed away but who and, and chief um they went and did some background photo- photographs before the attraction closed of the attraction i think with that website popping up and other people's websites with the horizons popping up i bet you you would have found another underground a la kevin smith type movie audience which would have made that attraction packed in fact i remember waiting outside of horizons to get into that attraction mm-hmm. you know and then of course after years it started you know i could just walk right on but i bet you if it was still around now it would have had a long wait well, I mean, you can walk right on to, you know, um, the, the, the mission space. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. blank to that. No, you, right. can, you can walk right you on. You can walk right on the mission yeah, space. Yeah, you can walk right on the mission space right now as it is. I, I Look, I, I, does, it, does it mean it has to go? No, it doesn't. And there no. are certain rides that are, are attractions that are staples of the park that if they were to go away... There would be a problem. I mean, there are certain things that are identifiable with Disney. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nothing. It's not like nothing is interchangeable. Right. It's not like you can decide tomorrow, you know what? Oswald. We're going back to Oswald. We don't need Mickey anymore. You know, this whole thing of Mickey and his friends, let's let's go a different direction. I mean, they're kind of tired out. We, we've kind of right. gone that. Let's, let's make Oswald the centerpiece of the park. Uh, he was Walt's first creation. And we'll, we'll start bringing back some of those more forgotten characters a little bit. You, you can't necessarily do that. Yeah. You, you can't go ahead and say um, Haunted Mansion. Not much of a wait for that anymore. We'll go ahead. It's it's a staple of what it is. What is new and interesting is always going to have the longer lines. Clearly, people want to try out the new thing. Right. But it's not about what people want to see here and now. It's about what has longevity, what stays, what lasts. Yeah. Right. And um, it, look, will Frozen last? I don't know. But it's certainly open for debate. People can agree, they can disagree, and they don't have to worry about being told that you're wrong for feeling one way or the right. other on the matter. Yeah. And, you know, for, to give them credit for Frozen, I'm glad they're doing it now instead of waiting five years down the road like they did with American Idol. Had they opened American Idol, like, right around the time that they that the American Idol hole started, I bet you that would have been a pretty killer attraction. Would it still have closed in the future? Yeah, of yes. course. Everything in that location has closed so far. Mm-hmm. Um, now the whole dissension thing, as far as Frozen versus Maelstrom, I can understand why people are being upset. You know, you're messing with a lot of our childhoods, and w- like my our generation, you know, Danny, and and of course the, the podcaster generation, we're all about the same age. 
we grew up. We remember when Maelstrom opened. Do you remember when Maelstrom opened? Oh, yeah. I remember when Maelstrom opened. And even when it opened, I remember there being long, long lines. Oh, God. Yeah. Waiting all the way back to like the promenade, you know, mm-hmm. the, where you had to walk away. I remember that. It's like, oh, my God, a new thing's opening at Norway. Let's go, you know. Now, granted, it's, you know, people bypassed the movie. It's not the greatest thing. They lost a the whole travel thing. You know, they used to, I remember they used to have a travel agent waiting at the end. And we talked about this in a previous show. But at this point in time, you're, you're messing with uh, uh, our childhoods. I, for me, I like Maelstrom so much because I remember enjoying it. You know, I rode it with my parents. I, I, remember, I love the boats, you mm-hmm. know, the Viking ships. Yeah. I love the whole, you know, you were not the first to pass this way right. effect when you're going up the lift hill, you know, so you can go back. I love going backwards. That was revolutionary. Yeah. I loved all that. And I will miss it dearly. You know, mm-hmm. um, at this point in time, what I've liked a, a little bit of a redo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, it, it does need a little help. Everybody, almost everybody bypasses that movie. Well, I remember when we went in January, we sat so we could actually say we sat and watched it. <laughs> but I remember when people actually did sit and watch it. You know, you had to sit and watch it. They didn't give you the option of leaving. You know, um, but it was yeah. frightening the children. <laughs> it was, you know, it definitely was. You had the whole Viking thing. So it was yeah. just like, holy Moses. Um, I like getting tossed into the North Sea. I wish that experience would have gotten a little longer, you mm-hmm. know, getting tossed a little bit more instead of just kind of going and then you end up in this nice, beautiful little town mm-hmm. in Norway. You know, I, I, I love the blonde Norwegians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, but yeah, so, but you're dealing with my childhoods, man. This is stuff that I grew up with and that we are the same generation that now has a voice through social media, through podcasting, through everything else where it's not being regulated. So we're going to voice our opinion and well, of course, our podcast is going to give you the opportunity to voice that opinion. And I hope a lot of our listeners do. I'd like to hear you, you all's, you guys's, <laughs> you guys, you guys's opinions on the whole Frozen versus Maelstrom thing, because it's definitely a valid, you know, definitely a valid discussion. I want to hear what you guys think. Are you in favor of it? Um, are you not in favor of it? And why? You know, I want kind of want to hear what you're talking about. Uh, for me, I'll always miss that. The same thing with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I'm going to miss that, too. And I do miss that. And I miss Mr. Toad. I mean, God, Mr. Toad was freaking awesome. Yeah. We had the Mr. Toad that had double tracks. Disneyland yep. does not. <laughs> you know, so that was something that was very, very unique to the Walt Disney World. Now, granted, uh, you know, podcaster mentioned this, and I do agree with it. You know, Walt said it was never meant to be a museum. And are always meant to plus things. I know? agree, yeah. But, you know, for me, at what degree is plussing well it's not plussing if you do away with right. and then subsequently you know come up with something that it's, it's a lesser version of it yeah. or it's a um something completely different yeah it's completely different but still doesn't measure up i mean again like we said you know the imagineers have misfired before and it's i'm not i'm not necessarily laying the blame on their footsteps i mean it could have been the yeah. amount of the money and the budget for whatever yeah. they could do but i mean the tarzan treehouse right Really? Right. I mean, really? That that has had no staying power, so no one wants to see it. I mean, as it, as it is, I mean, you could do away with the treehouse right now and open up a prime little piece of real estate yeah. in the heart of Disney World. Do you want to see him do that? Yeah. You do? No, wait, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> Kevin's on autopilot. <laughs> I'm kind of on, sorry, it's some Mai Tais, which are very good, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Um, But... Do, what, you want to see him get away with give, do away with it or do away with the tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind doing a different tree or something. A different tree. I don't so know. So you wouldn't mind a Tarzan treehouse? 
No, I wouldn't like mind Disneyland. I don't want a Tarzan because it's, again, it's Disneyland. So, but I, don't I mean, again, it, it, with Disneyland. it's a treehouse. How many properties do they have? They can they can tie into it. It's uh, gotta be if it's gonna be a treehouse. It's gotta be Swiss Family Robinson, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I like that because it you know I like the Swiss Family only because it keeps that movie in mind. It does. It's a Disney property still, yeah. Yeah. And so it keeps it in mind. Kind of like when you see Peach Dragon in Spectra Magic. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, your kids would be like, who's that? They're remaking that too. What? They're making Peach Dragon? They're remaking it, yeah. Really? Yeah, they're making Peach Dragon. No. How do I know more about this new stuff than you do this I week? have no idea. I'm telling maybe you. Maybe I'm just a little bit out of it. You know, I need to do the news from now on. It's marching band season. I have no idea. We're, we're, not, we're in the hub anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, like, listeners, you call it whatever. This is kind of a segmentless show now that I think about it because everything's kind of interrelated. But um, no, they're not, really, they're making it. No kidding. Now, yep. that, that whole movie was great. You know, Elliot and Helen Reddy. All right, so well, just so you know, yeah, they are remaking uh, Peach Dragon. They they've announced a variety, at least reports that the the child is going to be replaying the role of Pete. His name is Oaks Fergley. The Figley. Oaks Fergley. Oaks Figley. I'm sorry, it's F E G L E Y. How would you how would you pronounce that? Is it Fegley? Fegley. Figley. Figley's good. Okay, well, he's been Fegley. cast as Pete in the musicless straight narrative version of Peach Dragon. Oh, oh, oh! Shelley Winters, Mickey Rooney, and Red Buttons. Okay. Yeah, those Mickey Rooney was the guy I was trying to think about. Mm-hmm. But man, he was great. You know, Una Lawrence will play the role of Pete's friend Natalie. Hey, let me throw this gauntlet down. How about you make Song of the South so you don't have to ban it? <laughs> oh, wow! There you go. I threw it out there. And you just you listeners, just, what do you think? What do you think? Kevin's picking at a scab. I'm going, man. I'm picking at a scab because I think that's a great movie. And even though I remember at a shareholders meeting, one of the podcasters reported that you know they didn't want anybody asking about Song of the South because apparently shareholders ask about it. Song, look, Song of the South is a great movie. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sorry about you know the whole the topic thing, but it's just a very classic Disney movie. And one of these days we are going to do an episode on it whenever you finish reading that book. Yeah, yeah, I need to do that. Who's uh, Kim Jork, <laughs> Jim Corcus is who's afraid, of, and that's a guy I wouldn't mind having on the show. You want to have Jim Hill? I want to have Jim Corcus on this because that dude's he just he's just he's just awesome. You know, so I just want to have him on the show. But anyway, all right. So anyway, that, you know, that's kind of our response, quasi response to you know how he stated this kind of thing. But if you have any opinions, listeners, seriously. If you have any opinions about the whole frozen maelstrom thing, you know, please let us know. We want to hear, you know, why, if you're strongly against it, why you are strongly against it, you know, give us either a speak pipe or send us an email. I'll read it out in the air. Speak pipe's usually the best because I can get your inflections and know exactly what you mean. So if you're being sarcastic, I can read it. If you're being serious, I can kind of hear it, but which is kind of different from written text. So I'll seriously, from all our listeners, um, let us know, you know, shoot us a couple of words, maybe shoot us a bunch of words. What do you feel about the whole Maelstrom frozen thing? Or if you've cracked our Da Vinci code and you know who we're talking about here and you've got something to say on the subject and you know, it would never get aired on any other podcast. Go ahead and send it in to us and we'll play it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, go, you know, go listen to the episodes. So you can get an idea. Um, but you know, I'm still a loyal listener and everything else, you know, and so I'm going to continue listening to him because I've been listening to him since the back in the day. And keep in mind, we share his same opinion. We do share his opinion. Yeah, we share the same opinion. Exactly. Just not, uh, the execution of it. Exactly. That's exactly the point. So anyway, with that being said, let's move on. Let's move on to a magic our way segment. We have a listener tweet question. (laughs) 
boy, when's the last time you heard that music? It's been a while since we had a third segment. Yeah. Here we go, man. Magic Our Way segment. We have a tweet. Uh, from Ken. And Ken, uh, I'm, I'm leaving out his last name here. To protect the innocent, to of course. Always. Uh, he asked us, uh, Ken did, Magic Our Way uh, podcast question. How do you see all-star resorts remaining relevant in 5, 10 20 years. I thought that was a great question. I that even, is a good question. I even tweeted him back that it was it was awesome. By and all-star resorts, we're talking about sports, music, and movies. Well, yeah. 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 So how do you define relevance of the all-star studios? To me, relevance is defined by whether or not you would like to stay there. You know, it, it's up to date. It, it's modern. And I think, you know, I, I think it's pretty easy to go ahead and... Um, and do that. The, the question, and why I think this is such a great question, is whether or not they're willing to reinvest in those resorts to keep them relevant. To keep them relevant? Yes. But they, like, in other words, like, okay, uh, music, all-star music. You, you're going to have... Um, Are you talking about upgrade, like, the, the buildings and stuff and all the theming and everything? Well, yeah, upgrade the buildings, the themings, uh, you know, have more modern, like, okay, if you're talking about movies, have more modern movies. Yeah. You know, people like, oh, my God, I totally want to stay in the Frozen Wing of the all-star movies. Yeah. You know, or if you're doing sports, like, oh, my God, I want to stay in the Seattle Seahawks uh, section or, well, I mean, I know they don't do it by teams, but I'm yeah. doing the football. Let's have Marshawn Lynch's cleats up there from Super Bowl, you know. Um, or something or other, yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's easy enough to keep it relevant, I think. I mean, in, in my opinion. It should I, be easy enough, you like, know? Because, I mean, to be quite honest with you, the 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 resort that I think is, is the most horrible of What's the value that? is the Pop Century one. Oh yeah, the pop century. Yeah, it's because it's most lacking in theming, and, right. and most it, it seems like that would be the place that you'd almost it, it, you'd have to force me to stay there. Yeah, but here's, mean, here's my thought on it though. The only well, real quick. Go ahead, though, go, 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 go. The only um, the only added plus to stay in the pop century. Yeah, you don't have to share a bus line. This is true. This yeah. is exactly true. Oh, so go ahead. Yeah, um, my only thing is if that if, if that Disney level resort is all you can afford, how much. Uh, application is relevance in that case. If you like, if all you can afford is like the all-star movies or the pop century level resorts, but you still get to stay on Disney property, does it matter? Yes. Does it really? Yes. To me, it does. To a lot of people, it won't. I, I've seen a lot of people right. who, when it comes to this kind of thing, it's like, I don't care. I'm hardly ever in the room. I'm so, yeah, so, I'm staying so, on Disney property. I still get the benefits of everything. Yeah, I'm just going there to sleep. I'm not hanging out for the pool. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go to um, Magic If I come back to the room, it's just to pass out. Right. So I, I totally get that that kind of level of of, of, um, of thinking. Because right. we were, we were kind of like that. But having done that, I mean, our first two trips were at the All-Star Music. Yeah. And I love the pool. And they had a little Ariel right out in front of the pool and stuff like that. I, right. I enjoyed, when we had the time to enjoy the pool, I enjoyed doing that. Oh, okay. Um, I, di I didn't have a problem with that at all. But at the same time, I can see where uh, sports and music, those are the two easiest to upgrade. Okay. You know? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah those absolutely. Are, those are always going to be two easiest to upgrade. And as long as you have people who are willing to donate <laughs> uh, memorabilia items, right. you know, which you call it maybe even appearances. I mean, that's easy enough to do. Oh, oh, yeah. guess what? Um, I don't know who just retired recently that um, Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey is going to be, uh, you know, signing autographs over at the uh, All-Star All -Star Sports, Sports Resort. Yeah. 
or uh, you know whatever you want to do with that kind of thing. You could always figure out something to do to keep those things. Sports and music are the two things that are always they're updating themselves. Yeah, they, yeah. they're always going to remain relevant. The problem is is whether or not they want to update it at the resorts itself. Spend the money to do it. Yeah, yeah. I can I can I can understand that. I mean, but granted, you know, think about it. The theme should be pretty easy to change. You know, now the big statues, I would think you know, outside of each of the resort buildings should be pretty easy to change. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be too bad to keep them relevant as to keep them relevant. As far as if you define relevancy, as far as cost, Mm -hmm. I think they're always going to be relevant, you know, because people are always going to love the fact that they can stay on Disney property for that particular amount of price. Yeah. You know, and get all the benefits that the people at contemporary or Mm -hmm. um, Caribbean beach are going to get. Mm hmm. Or even the DVC guys. Yeah. Um, but as far as theming, uh, but you know, you, uh, you brought something up earlier. If they came up with a frozen theming now. Oh, yeah. Just like we're talking about frozen theming for Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet you anything they're going to sell out their resort. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. 100%. All-star movies will be sold out. And there's no It'll question It'll be about nuts. It. You yeah. could turn it into a whole frozen resort right now. And I bet you it would be completely um, <laughs> the, sold out. The Arendelle Resort. The Arendelle Resort, yeah. <laughs> right it. next to Blizzard Beach. Look, we even mentioned this on a previous show, man. Put some frozen theming in Blizzard Beach. You know, I have no problem with that. Oh, I'll, Olaf should be the spokesman of that park. Yeah, I mean, replace the... I mean, you can have the Gator, too. The Gator's kind of cool. Man, cute. the Gator's not really relevant. Yeah, you know, Gator's not really relevant. But the Gator's been there since the beginning. You know, I have no problem leaving your history. I don't have it either, but I mean, if you go over there, find the gator is like finding Waldo. Yeah, I that's mean, true. You have to look to notice it. I mean, yeah. I know there's that one little house where he sneezes. Yes. And yes. and again, you don't see the gator. You just have to know that it's the gator inside that's sneezing. If you had Olaf and the gator hanging out, I bet you would sell a lot of Olaf and gator dolls. I think you'd, you just need Olaf. <laughs> you just need Olaf? Yeah, you just I don't need Olaf. I don't know. Maybe it's like, let's see. That's the same thing that we were talking about in the last segment. My, my childhood. You know, I, I I recognize Blizzard Beach with the Gator and Winter Summerland, <laughs> but I mean, you know, uh, that's a whole other topic for another day. Um, but anyway, yeah, All Star relevancy. I mean, they they have ways to do it. Will it remain relevant? If it's whether or not they do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they 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 invest the money to make it more relevant to the people. Um, well, as far as relevancy, as far as cost, I don't think people that can afford to stay at the 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 value resorts i don't think we'll care <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> to be either. honest you know yeah. what it's themed to because number one like you said they're not going to be in there number two they can stay on the property for a cheaper price than the guys that are staying like, at the polynesian or the caribbean beach or even art of Anima- animation what would we say that was that was value or is that moderate art of animation is value is value okay i would stay at art of animation that, thing, oh, that God, place yeah. is great <laughs> you know mm-hmm. absolutely amazing um you know, so as far as price goes, yeah, relevancy, it's always going to be popular just because it's affordable. You know, you don't have to shell out an arm and a leg. So anyway, that's our thoughts. If you have any thoughts upon, uh, is, what, what's the name? Is Scott? Ken. So if you have any thoughts upon Ken's topic, you know, his question, man, send it in. MagicRWay at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. Well, here we are at the end of the show, man. You know what that music means. It means we're sorry. It means we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. We could have done so much better. Yeah, it's okay. But we're dealing with new equipment. We're dealing with different topics, responding to different podcasts, or different responding to different questions. But I mean, that was. I thought. I, I think there was a lot value of value that was said. 
It was. And the Mai Tais were delicious. And that's why it'll remain relevant. And that's why it will remain relevant, because Danny's Mai Tais are awesome. And we will reveal uh, his recipe that he uses on YouTube and show you how exactly we mix it. So you can enjoy these drinks just like ourselves, just like I will do the Magical Star, and he will reveal his Lapu Lapu recipe. Uh, but anyway, I specified everything at the beginning of the show where you can follow us, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of business, magicarway@gmail.com. Man, listeners, get in touch with us, man. We want to hear you. We want to hear, exa- you know, your thoughts. We want to hear you. We will listen. We'll give you, you know, your voice. We'll give. We'll provide the platform for you to state your opinion. And you don't have to, uh, you know, state your name. You don't have to do any of that, guys. Um, I guarantee you, we will. We want to be the podcast of the people. We want to hear every different side to every little coin, and then by through that, we will get the answer. Because I guarantee you, Walt probably did the same thing. He got he he know he he knew what he wanted to do, but I'm sure he researched every angle to get you the best things. Most of the stuff that Walt did is still around today. Haunted Mansion, Pirates of Caribbean, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? So I'm sure him being a savvy businessman went through every side of the coin, and we want to do the same thing. We want to be y'all, you guys. Why am I saying you guys? Like I'm from the north. Y'all's. <laughs> we want to be y'all's voice. Of the Disney fan community. So allow us to be that. Give us your speak pipes. Give us your emails. Tell us exactly what you want to know. We would love to hear it. And we will respond in kind and have a lovely discussion. If you want to come in, we'll sky- we got Skype now, y'all. We, we were awesome now. <laughs> we, got, we got stuff happening. We got Skype. We bring you on the show and we can have an awesome discussion. Or if you happen to come to New Orleans, and you're not a weird stalker, if you come to New Orleans, you know, we'd love to have you on the show, man. We'll come by this, the, the Magic Railway Studios. We'll bring you on the show, throw you on the mic, and we could talk. We will talk Disney, whatever you want. We'll do that all day. And we'll even have a beignet meetup. How's that? Because I love beignets. <laughs> so, but with that being said, uh, this has been the Magic Railway. I forget the episode number because your Mai Tais are wonderful. <laughs> but my anyway, my name is Kevin. I'm Danny. And Magic out. The universe, man, it just, it knows when you're stressed because that's when it piles on. (laughs) Hey, man, it's okay, dude. I'll have bongos tonight. You're like, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you're like uh, Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault, Will. It's not your fault, Will. (laughs) Don't do this, man. It's not your fault. (laughs) Stop it, man. (laughs) Serious. Okay, you ready? Yeah.